And welcome back to another episode of A Conversation with Jenna. If this is your first time here, hey, I'm Jenna, and I'm so glad that you're joining me here today. A little disclaimer that you will hear in every episode is this. What I'm about to share with you are my personal thoughts, opinions, and experiences. I am not an expert, nor will everything that I say be factual. Please do your own research and think for yourself. As always, my hope is that my life experiences can help you in your life. So sit back and soak in the good. Let's jam. So yesterday we were um, finishing up rehearsal for the spring musical that we're putting on at the studio. And one of my very, very sweet students um, came up to me and she was looking at my cup and my cup had pictures of myself, my nephews, my brother and sister my brother and sister-in-law on them. It's a cup that they made me for Christmas. And my student was looking at uh, that cup and she was like, wait, are you married? And I was like, no. I said, these are my nephews. And I was pointing them out to her. And she goes, oh yeah, I didn't think that you had kids. And I said to her, no, but one day I will. And she goes in a really, really sweet, sweet and like excited high-pitched voice. She goes, you're going to get married? And I said, no, but I think I'm just going to do it on my own. And she pauses and she looks at me with that endearing, sweet smile. And she goes, I think that's really cool. And I just freaking died. I died. And so uh, this student of mine, she's like more than a student because I'm really close with her mom, which I know her mom listens to this episode. So thank you so much for listening. And I appreciate your support. But so like we just have like a closer bond. Right. And so for my student to say that to me slash my friend's daughter who like, you know, I consider her like I would be like a fun aunt. Right. Yeah. So it was just the sweetest thing in my entire life. I just like grabbed my heart and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so freaking precious. I love that so much. So then I got into my car and I texted her mom, my friend, and I just was like, hey, this is a conversation I just had with your daughter. And she texted me back and she said, that literally made my day. She ran in the car and told me and said, Jenna will be the best mom. And I just freaking just started crying. I was like, this is incredible because A, I love that I get to be a role model for these young girls that are in my life. And like, that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about teaching dance too. And like, sure, like, let's use my life as an example that like my life does not look like everybody else's life. And it definitely doesn't look like, I think that my student, she just turned nine. And so, you know, she has two parents, like a mother and a father that they're married and that they love each other. And she has an older sister and a younger brother. And like in her mind, I don't know if she realizes that women can do it on their own. And um, so I just love that I could like open her eyes up to that. I could be a role model in that way. And I just thought that that was so precious and so beautiful and like what a beautiful story to start this podcast off with because we're going to be talking about my IVF journey. So I'm like just getting over a cold and I have like some gross stuff in my throat. So sorry if I sound funny or like sound like I'm choking because you guys know what that is like when you just have that drainage in your throat, you know. Anyways, so 
just wanted to give that disclaimer. And I think there's something going on with my microphone. So if it cuts out, I'm sorry. I'll try to edit it really good. Okay, so um, let's start. Let's start talking about my IVF journey. So last episode, you heard that I decided to become a mom, and I'm going to do it on my own through egg freezing, and then getting a sperm donor, creating an embryo, and then planting. Right. So before we get into, you know, actually like giving myself the shots and everything and going through that breakdown, I first want to start off um, because I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but the doctor's office that I use was recommended by a friend who had, I think, four successful pregnancies with them. And I think I was telling you last time that I feel like the infertility or the fertility industry is such a scam because of how expensive it is. And here are here's the beef that I have. So I didn't do any research on this clinic because I was so overwhelmed by the insurance process. And, you know, I'm single. I'm doing this all on my own. I don't have anyone to help me through, like, making all these phone calls and, like, having discussions with these healthcare providers and the insurance companies. And all I wanted, okay, I'm kind of let me start from this space. Let's first start off with, I didn't do any research in this um, fertility clinic because I just trusted my friend. She had four healthy pregnancies and she recommended her doctor, but her doctor, I don't know, like, I don't know if I just, I would have had to seen his PA and I just felt more comfortable with seeing an actual doctor. And I think if I wanted to see him, I would have had to wait. So I just went with another doctor in the same clinic. Fine. Totally fine. And I got to tell you, one of the reasons why I like didn't do a lot of research is because, hey, I didn't even know where to start. And B, I had already been laying on the floor crying because of how traumatic the insurance conversations were with my insurance company. Because so I work with a company that provides me insurance or I get insurance through my workplace. Okay. And this was like, in November and I had to choose my new plan for 2024 and I knew I was going to be going through this procedure and so I just wanted to know if any of the insurance companies that my workplace offers me was will cover egg freezing especially alternate or elective egg freezing because like I don't have cancer I'm not sick it's just my age right like you know miraculously I could meet someone and we wouldn't even have to use my eggs but I think that's just too late for that. So I wanted to have these eggs so I could eventually have a baby. So no one could give me any information. And I spent such a long time on the phone with insurance companies. And I thought, A, it was ridiculous that these insurance companies are not open on Saturdays. And I'm thinking, wait, it is literally open enrollment season and you're not open on the weekend? Like, what about people who you guys are only open like regular work hours and people work and you're like a workplace provider for people who work. How can I not talk to you on this on Saturday? So that was also, that was really frustrating me because it was coming up on the deadline where I had to choose a plan or else I was just going to renew the current plan that I current, that I was in for 2023. And no one, because I didn't, I think my company offered like four insurance plans. So I could talk with the people um, who are like Blue Cross Blue Shield under the plan that I currently carried in 2023 because I was already a member of that plan. And when I finally got to talk to someone, 
talk to someone like in person because you know everything is like this automated computer system AI stuff which can be so frustrating it's really frustrating especially when you have a question like fertility like it's not I feel like that's not a common question that people call their insurances for. Like it's not prescription based or pharmacy based or doctors, right? It's like, I need to know about something that's very specific. So when I finally got on the phone with them, they said that my, ins- my, the current insurance that I have would not cover my egg freezing because it was elective. If I had cancer, they would cover it. And I said, okay, great. So I went on to the next plan. No one could give me information because I was not an active member of that plan. And because it's all has that stupid, like recorded audio, like press one for this, press two for this. Like there were no options for, hey, I'm not currently a member of this insurance plan, but I want to know if you're going to cover egg freezing. Like there wasn't an option for me because I wasn't a member. And when I got onto the phone with someone, they sent me back to the same people who I had already talked to who, who sent me to them. Right. So it was just like this evil circle of death. And it just got so bad that on one Friday, I literally laid on the floor in my office and I was just crying. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm just trying to find out basic answers to these questions. I just want to know if you're going to cover me if I choose this insurance plan. But like, they're not willing to tell me any information because I'm not already part of that plan. And I told them my the name of my employer. And I was like, oh, this is the employer that I have. I want to know what benefits I'm going to get. Well, you can ask your employers like the HR department. Okay. So I set up an appointment with the HR department. I get on the phone with her and she's like, yeah, we don't have information for fertility. We can just give you the basics. You're going to have to call the the um, insurance company's phone numbers. I said, okay, can you give me those? She gave me three wrong phone numbers. I tried to call them. They were not even valid. So like it was just a freaking nightmare. So I have no advice about how to not go through this struggle with insurance. It, it just like drove me to the point of depression. And I want to use that word slightly like lightly because I don't have depression. So let's just say sadness. It drew me to a place of such sadness that I... Like, not only was I dealing with all of the ramifications of all of the douchebags that I met online last year, but now I was also dealing with this. And because of that, I had to get onto an antidepressant. I knew that I was doing this on my own. I knew that I had to be, like, my own, like, support system. Although I did have support systems on the outside, but no one was going to help me with this part, right? It's not like I could go to my husband and say, I have ex- I'm exhausted with this. I can't take it anymore. I have no patience. Can you please call? I-, I couldn't. I had to do it myself. So I like got on an antidepressant to like try to keep my mood a little bit more stable and to try to like cut the anxiety. And so then so then what happened is my company has like a I'm going to butcher the name of it because I can't remember what it is exactly called, but they have like a care line. Um, I don't know how else to describe it because I can't think of what the actual name is, but there are people almost like, um, almost like a, like a, not a service worker. What are those people called? Like when they work for the government, um, like a, what are they called? Um, 
yeah, like a social worker. Okay, it's almost like a social worker, right? And so if I can't get any answers for my company, I can go to this other people who are like employed outside of, you know, I feel like they're probably contractors of the company I work for. And I can go to them with my questions and they will research and do the digging for me when I've like exhausted all my options. So I did not know about this because until I just kept bugging everybody that I could, like I need answers. What the heck? So they were able to do some research and it was coming up to like two days before the deadline of me having to choose a new insurance. And I was already fine with the mindset of paying cash because I had been saving up for this. Okay. I knew that this is something I wanted to do. And I started to save because I knew it was going to be a lot of money and I didn't want to have to take out a loan. I just wanted to pay cash. So all in all, none of the insurance plans that my workplace offered me will would have covered me. So I just went into, um, I went into like, uh, I went into this with not being covered by insurance. Well, at least I thought. Okay, so I need to take a drink. Okay, so this is where I start to have beef with the fertility clinic that I chose. And remember, I did not do any research because I was so exhausted. I was emotionally and physically, mentally drained from the insurance um, process that I just went with the one my friend recommended because I didn't care at this point. I was like, I'm doing this. This needs to happen. And I want to do this soon. Like, I just turned 35. I want to do it. We're now looking, this is like in November of 2023, like I want to do it as soon as possible. So, okay. So I call up the place, I get, I schedule an appointment for a consultation. It's like a certain amount of, it it was $250 for me to do the consultation. Okay, fine. I didn't even think twice about it, whatever. So I wasn't able to see, do the consultation until December. So December comes around. I have the consultation with the doctor. He kind of gives me like a breakout. Um, he kind of gives me like a breakout of like what things are going to cost. But he's just like, you know, I always defer to the billing department because I'm just not always clear on, on everything that's going on. And I kind of, I don't know, and I know that my particular doctor is not the owner of the clinic. The fr- My friend's doctor is the owner of the clinic. So I just think that my particular doctor is just not well-versed in like all of what the clinic, uh, like everything about the clinic, you know, does that make sense? But if I would have went with the doctor that my friend had, I bet you I could have gotten more clear answers up front to all my questions, but we'll get to that. So he kind of gives me the breakdown and then that's it. And then they use a system called Clara, which is like a text messaging system. So that's how they keep track of all of your conversations because they really don't want you to call into the office. They want you to text and use Clara. And that's how they communicate with you, which is kind of like a red flag because I have a thousand million questions and sometimes things can like be uh, misconstrued over text message, as we all know, right? Where it would be just easier for me to pick up the phone and ask my thousand million questions. Okay, so we start the process and I had just found out that my insurance is not going to cover any of the, quote, egg freezing process. So when the clinic that I use asked for my insurance card, I said no. I said, no, I'm not going to give it to you because they're not going to cover my egg freezing. And they said, well, are you sure? How about you just give it to us and we just run it anyways? And I said, no, it won't be necessary because I've spoke with them and they're not going to cover it. And then I think they asked me again like a third time and I was just like, no, it's good. I promise. (laughs) Okay. 
So then, so then, um, I go in for the first, I go in for the first, um, okay. So I go in for like the first ultrasound. So I've made, I've done the consultation. I've, I've saved my spot for the February retrieval, which was another, which was $500. But that $500 goes towards the total cost for the egg freezing. It's not like an additional $500. Okay, great. So I go in for my first blood test and ultrasound. I go in, I do all the things. I come out and they go, okay, it's $600 for today. And I was like, what? And so I just was like, no one told me that I was going to have to pay for this. So I did not say this out loud, but in my mind, I was thinking, wait, no one told me that I was going to have to pay for this first ultrasound and blood work. Now on Clara, when they sent me the breakdown of what everything was going to cost in parentheses next to the egg freezing price, it does say that there could be some like other testing and stuff that is not part of this total cost. Okay. And I was like, oh, well, I did think about that, but then I was like, well, I know that they have to do a blood work and ultrasound anyway. So I was just thinking that that $600 was part of the cost to freeze eggs. I didn't know that it was going to be in addition to because no one ever told me that it was going to be in, in addition to. Okay. So we go, we keep doing the thing and I'm just keeping track of how much I'm spending. Right. And I'm just like at, like subtracting it from the total about what the doctor told me it was going to be. So we're going through the process and then a little bit later and then I think January comes and I start questioning some of the charges. I am looking back in Clara. I'm asking a lot of questions and um, um, one of the things that I kind of like put two and two together was that very first ultrasound and blood work. Because I was thinking back, because I just kept thinking, wow, that's $600 I was not expecting, you know, and what if it doesn't was what if it doesn't go towards the cost of egg freezing, right? Now I've already put the $250 down for the consultation, the $500 to save my spot, and the $600 for, um, for the blood work and the ultrasound. So that's like $1,350 already that I've paid towards the total is like what I thought, except minus the $250 for the consultation. That doesn't count. Anyways, so I was just thinking like, okay, well, then I started to think, you know, when I go to my like regular doctor, you know, like just to do checkups and stuff or physicals, I said, usually they just bill my insurance for the blood work. And if I ever do like an, you know, well, I I've, don't think I've ever had like a uterine ultrasound before, but I was just thinking, isn't that so strange that like, why, why didn't they like bill my insurance for the blood work and the ultrasound. So I like get a hold of the billing department. I'm asking them these questions. Then they're just kind of giving me the freaking runaround. So finally, I was like, I want to speak to your office manager because I want to be refunded for the $600 because I have insurance. Like why, why would my insurance not cover this? There's no need for me to pay out of pocket. Well, I speak with the billing manager and she goes, well, I looked back on Clara and we see, and it shows that we've asked, we asked for your insurance card multiple times and you kept telling us no. So how were we supposed to check your insurance to see if they would cover the ultrasound and blood work? I said, <laughs> I said, because you never told me that the ultrasound and blood work was outside of the cost of egg freezing. 
Never once was that made clear to me. Never one time. I know that in your little parentheses, it says like other testing and stuff is not included in this price, but no one ever once said, hey, you're paying cash. I hear that they're not going to cover your egg freezing portion, but guess what? There is an ultrasound and a blood work that you need to get done before we even start the process. That can be charged to your insurance. So let me have your insurance card. I told her, I said, if you would have told me that, I would have gladly given my insurance card. But now I've paid $600 out of pocket and I want a refund. I said, I feel like that your office withheld information from me and now I'm out $600. And here's the thing about me and my money. No one messes with my money. I work very, very, very hard for my money. And I do the um, every dollar that Dave Ramsey suggests where at the end of the month, your bank account is at zero because you have allotted your money to go in specific areas. So you know where all of your money is going. So you're not just like wasting money on stupid crap that you don't need. Right. And because I knew I was paying cash and this is thousands of dollars. We're talking about thousands of dollars that I had been saving up for. I thought that I had saved up enough and now you're throwing this extra $600 at me. Right. And I also have an HSA for my company. And so I thought if there was if they would have charged my insurance and say if there was some leftover that I could that I needed to cover, I would have just used my HSA. So I would have never have had to pay the six hundred dollars. So I was so mad at them because it's my money and because I'm paying cash. It's very it's just different. Like, don't mess with my money. okay? so I come to I go to them and I literally start to like argue with the office manager. And I said, no, I said, your office is the one who withheld this information from me. And the only excuse that she kept giving over and over was, well, we asked for your insurance card and you said, no. I said, that's not logical. Your thinking is not logical because guess what? Your office never said, hey, Jenna, we understand that it doesn't cover egg freezing, but there's this other thing that it will cover. How am I supposed to know that? I'm not a freaking mind reader and I've never done this before and I don't work for a fertility clinic. And also, mind you, I didn't do any research or listen to any podcast or anything because I think I was so freaking overwhelmed from the insurance process and from and from making this big life life decision and all of the things like I was just so overwhelmed and I'm walking through this by myself. So I didn't I I didn't have like the mental capacity or the emotional capacity to like do a lot of research ahead of time. I just knew this is what I wanted to do. I'm going to take my friend's recommendation. I'm going to trust it. I'm going to go with it. Right. So I finally then gave them my insurance card and I said, I want a refund for this. And they're like, okay, well, let's look into it. So the ultrasound and the blood work or the $600 was broken up into two ways. 250 was for the ultrasound 350 was for the blood work and they're like well unfortunately the blood work is sent to a third party and we've already paid them I said and what and give me my 350 dollars back now I I I used a very sweeter tone but that is what I said because I'm not going to allow these people to push me around I don't allow that in my life I have been screwed over so many times and I, I'm not going to allow this. I'm a strong woman. I'm an independent woman. I know where my money is. I know I can ask a thousand questions if I want and I'm going to get answers because I won't stop pushing for it, especially when it's $600. Honestly, even if it was okay, if it was a dollar, I might not be so like pushy about it, but come on, $600. Like, no, I'm a single income person. Okay. Anyways, 
So I, um, I said, so like, what is your point? I don't care that you've already paid them. Get my money back. Like I want my money back. And so they were like, okay. So they took my insurance and then I just never heard back from them. So finally I reached out and I said, Hey, like, how's this going? Like, when am I going to get my refund check? Because, you know, I kind of also decided, and I've really learned this from my lawyer friend, you guys know her, Deborah, she's been on the pod who I work with at my current job. You know, she, I, I have them. She's kind of taught me now. I don't do this all the time, but she's kind of taught me, you know, Jenna, you don't have to say please when you ask for something. And I know some of you are going to be like, oh, that's so rude. And I kind of have taken that mentality of, you know what, when I'm dealing with these people and when it comes to my money and I was so heated and pissed off because I thought that they were lying and I thought that they were being shady and covering up shit because they actually were. They never disclosed to me that this first ultrasound and blood work was going to cost an extra 600 freaking dollars. Because if they did do that, I would have had the, enough common sense and enough intelligence to be like, oh, wait, can't my insurance cover this? Because they never said it was separate from the costing of the egg freezing, which is what my insurance will not cover. So I was very, very heated. Okay, so then weeks went by. I didn't hear from them how the refund was going, if they charged my insurance, whatever. So I finally called them back and I said, hey, how's this going? And she goes, she made some kind of really snotty remark that I guess on February 2nd, she did send this message to Clara, but I just don't remember seeing it. That's why I like text messaging is not always the best. And um, and I promise I'll start to get to like the shots and stuff, but there was just kind of a lot of drama that happened during this process. And I just really need to share it with you because I want you guys to like keep your head on a swivel, right? I want you guys to be educated and to ask the right questions and to know what you're getting into. So, um, I, okay. So she's like, well, we did send you a message on February 2nd. I was like, girl, I did not see that message. And it could it's probably there. I haven't gone back to check cause I don't care. But she said, so we were able to charge um, your insurance for the blood work. No, the ultrasound. Yes, she said we were able to charge the insurance for the ultrasound and you owe a total of whatever, whatever, whatever. So the refund back is like $101. And I was like, heck yes, this is awesome. So instead of me asking her, um, like, okay, so when would I receive my refund check? I said to her, okay, so like, instead of me asking it as a question, I basically said it as a statement. I said, okay, so when should I, re I said, okay, so when should I be receiving my refund check? Period. Like it was a statement. It was like, I'm not asking this because you owe me this money because your clinic is the one that messed up. Not me. So when am I going to get my money? And she goes, well, we have to wait. She's like, we have to wait to hear back about the blood work. Um, and then we can like basically send you just one refund check altogether. So I'm still waiting to hear back from that. So I am going to be getting some of my money back from that. And then they also took off. So the total amount for me to freeze my eggs was like a couple thousand dollars, right? And at first, all I wanted them to do was just to subtract the $600 from the total amount of egg freezing. I was like, if you could just take off the $600, I would be good. Like, we could just go forward. I wouldn't need a refund. Like, that would be fine, right? 
and they they wouldn't do that. So when I went in for your down regulation appointment, which is your appointment like right before you start taking the shots, it's like you get an ultrasound, you get your blood work. Um, They can go over any medication with you. And at that point, you have to pay the full thousands of dollars for the egg freezing. So I was expecting to pay this one price. And when I get there, they're like, oh, your total is this. And I said, wait, 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 that's $350 less than what I'm supposed to pay. Why, why am I getting this discount? Because now I'm just like kind of freaked out. Like there's already been billing issues. And now why am I paying $350 left? And they're like, we don't know. It doesn't say why. It just says your total bill is this. So I paid it and I'm like, heck yes. So because of the fact that they're finally taking, finally taking responsibility for the fact that their fertility clinic messed up because not once throughout this process have they ever been like, you know what, Jenna, you're actually totally right. We should have told you in the very beginning that this extra ultrasound and blood work was going to cost this month. And guess what? Your insurance will probably cover it. Nope, 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 nope. Not once have they admitted fault? And that really pisses me off. But I also guarantee you their lawyers have probably told them that to like never admit fault, right? Because in case this has to go to legal or like court, right? But that's also something that I've learned from my lawyer friend too. Don't admit fault. So anyways, and my favorite show is Suits, by the way, which I freaking love that show. But anyways, and also like negotiating is what I do for my job. So you just learn all these tricks, right? So, um, okay, great. So I'm going to get $101 back. Plus they gave me the 350 discount. Perfect. And then they, um, and then once we find out how much the blood work situation is, like I should be getting like a hefty refund check, which I'm really, really thankful for that. So thank you. Okay. So then I pay for my medication, which is again, thousands of dollars, right? And again, I'm paying cash. I do not have insurance is not covering of my medication, and, um, okay. <sighs> okay. So, <laughs> so I go in for my down regulation appointment and my original doctor, he was out of the country, which he told me he was going to be out of the country. He told me he'd be back for my retrieval, but for that first appointment, he wasn't going to be there. So I was going to see like the, the, the owner of the company, right? The doctor that my friend had. And at this point I have not received any like news about getting my money back. I haven't, I haven't heard back from them about insurance. You know, at this point I did not know that they were going to give me a $350 discount, nothing. So I'm freaking fired up. Okay. I'm pissed. And although I've already talked to the billing manager and I've already talked to the like office manager, I, I was going to talk to my doctor about all of the mishaps with like the costing. And so I go in and I sit down (laughs) Right. And like you have to get like naked from the bottom down. So it's like kind of an uncomfortable conversation because I'm just like covered by a sheet. But I don't give a crap at this point. So he comes in. He notices that I'm wearing a Taylor Swift sweater. So he tries to like talk shop with me about Taylor Swift. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not having this crap. I said, I'm really upset and I want to talk to you about what's going on. And he goes, well, I don't really have time for that right now. I have other people waiting who have to get to work. And I said, "Okay, well, I'll need to talk to you about it another time. And he goes, okay. And at this point, I didn't really know that this particular doctor was like the head doctor. I just knew that this was the doctor that my friend used. So I lay back. He's doing the ultrasound on me. And he's trying to talk some more Taylor Swift with me. And I just said, you know what? I'm, I'm not interested in talking to you. 
And he goes, okay. So we do the thing. I sit back up and I said, you know what? This is what's really bothering me. And I just lay it on him. And I just tell him everything. Everything, everything. And you know what he says to me? (laughs) He says, he says, well, don't you know that I tried to have a happy atmosphere at my clinic? And didn't you see me coming in all smiling, wanting to talk to you about Taylor Swift? And then you come in here trying to uh, place your dominance on me and make everybody around us feel uncomfortable because you're upset. That is not allowed. I looked at this man and I said, how dare you tell me how I'm allowed to act or how I'm allowed to feel? I said, I'm allowed to come in here and feel any way that I want. And I'm glad that your, your office staff is feeling uncomfortable because that's exactly how they have made me feel. Woo, I was so pissed. I was so pissed at him because, again, he wasn't taking responsibility for what his freaking office did. Nothing. All I wanted was like, you're right, Jenna. I'm sorry. We're going to refund you that money. We should have been up front with you in the beginning. That's all I wanted literally do that and make me happy and here's the thing I'm a retired hairstylist my family owns a restaurant I have been working in customer service since the age of 12 is it not customer service 101 to make the customer happy so they can go away yes that's exactly what you're supposed to do but they were not willing to do that with me and that made me very upset (laughs) because I'm like just give me what I want and I'll stop bothering you right like give me what I want make this right And at this time, they hadn't made it right yet, right? So I'm like, just give me what I want. And like, I won't, I'll like refer people, you know, because you have admitted fault. So then we also get into these other things because he's trying, he, he, not only does he tell me that I'm not allowed to act a certain way, then he also says to me, he tries to discredit the way that I'm feeling because it's feelings instead of logic, because he's an arrogant doctor who probably looks down on women and probably talks down to women. Uh, uh. And I'm not a man hater. One time someone asked me, Jenna, do you hate men? And I'm like, no, I don't hate men. I've just had a lot of bad experiences with men. And so my perception of men are different than people who haven't had bad experiences with men. And that's what it is. I'm much more cautious around men. I'm much more guarded around men. And I don't allow men to push me over and walk over me because I've had that in my life. And I won't tolerate that crap any longer. So you think that you're going to come to me and tell me that I'm not allowed to act a certain way or that my feelings are not valid? You are very mistaken because I'm going to turn that around and I'm going to give it to you right back, which is exactly what I did. Okay. I said to him, I said, you're not allowed to discredit my feelings. And he goes, oh, no. I said, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just telling you how I feel. And I was like, fine, tell me how you feel. And you know what is so funny, too? The submissive female part of me, there were so many times where I wanted to apologize. Where I wanted to say, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. So many times the thought came into my mind, Jenna, apologize. Jenna, say you're sorry. Jenna, you shouldn't be acting this way. Jenna, women should not act this way. Jenna, he wasn't trying to screw you over. Jenna, it was just a misunderstanding. All of these things were trying to tell me that I needed to shut down because this man was supposed to be more powerful than me. And again, like, I'm not a man hater. I'm just telling you my life experiences. 
And I had to hold my tongue so much. And I had to be like, no, Jenna, you're not apologizing for anything because this fool isn't apologizing for anything either. And I didn't do anything wrong. Just because I came in with a bad attitude because of the way that your office has treated me, don't try to make me feel bad for that. Heck no. Heck no. Okay. So by the end of that, so... We're already having this tension and struggle of going into me, paying thousands of dollars for you to store my eggs and freeze my eggs. And there should be like a level of trust there. But at this point, there is no trust. Okay, so then he does the ultrasound. They go in. Oh, my gosh. Okay, they go in and they show me about my medication because you could sign up to do like a virtual medication training because a you're being like a little scientist in your bathroom or wherever you're going to give yourself your shots you're mixing in all these shots i have no like medical experience i i've never given myself shots before like it can be kind of intimidating and a little bit scary just because it's brand freaking new right i've never done it before so i signed up for the virtual class i'm in the virtual class The instructor is going so fast that I have to tell her, hey, can you slow down? Because I'm trying to take notes. And she goes, oh, you don't need to take notes. They're going to send you all this information on Clara. I said to myself, then why the heck am I wasting my time taking this class with you? Again, never once was it communicated to me. Oh, by the way, we're going to send you all of this information on Clara. Like the, this, the, the, the poor communication that comes from this office is just like, they're the freaking worst. Okay. So then, so, and, and I literally was like, wait, so I'm not allowed, I I can't take notes because they're going to give me all this, this information. And then I was like pausing to like ask questions and basically she just shut it down. So I told the doctor, I said, yeah, and by the way, when I signed up for my virtual medication training class, she told me that she wasn't going to slow down and that I didn't need to take notes because you're going to send all of this to me on Clara. And I thought, why am I doing this? This is a waste of my time. And he goes, okay, I'll have to go. I'll have to make a comment about that. So anyways, after we do the ultrasound and I have that confrontation with him, I go into this other office. I'm also freaking pissed. I'm like so freaking heated, right? Because we just had that confrontation and so she shows me about the medication and I still feel like a I'm not in the right mindset to absorb this but I'm just gonna sit here and tolerate it anyways plus you're basically like signing your life away like what do you want to do with your eggs and all these things it's totally fine whatever so I have to sign all this paperwork she's showing me how to do the medication I'm still not completely processing it so then I go over to get my blood work and oh I forgot to tell you that when we were in the ultrasound room during the confrontation he goes Jenna I'm going to give you my cell phone number and anytime that you have another issue or another question you can text me he was like you can call me but I'm probably not going to answer but you can text me and I will try to respond you know as soon as I can so I took his number okay then he when I'm getting my blood work done he goes okay you have my number right and I was like yeah I do and he goes okay and maybe next time we could talk about Taylor Swift so he he was trying to come back and like calm the situation down because he knew I was freaking pissed and everybody knew in the office knew I was pissed. Even the office manager, um, she didn't. Oh, she said she introduced herself to me and she goes, hi, Jenna, I'm Ju-, and I shook her hand and I just said hi. And then I just left because if you thought that I was in the mood to be like, hi, oh, my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. No, you think that I was. No, I can't be fake like that. Like I was so upset. And if she would have caught me on a better day, like afterwards, like 
I still, I don't know if I would still have some hesitation, but I would have been like, oh, I don't even think I looked her in the eyes. I think I just looked down because I was so over it. Right. So anyways, um, it was also kind of interesting because I've never really come into a place like that, like being hostile. Um, cause usually like, I'm not really like that, but when it comes to my money, when it comes to not you not communicating with me, like th- there's going to be something. Okay. So it was funny because as I was going around, the office manager was kind of following me. It was like, she wanted to just have her eyes on me to make sure that I didn't cause a scene. But the thing is, is I didn't, I only, I didn't cause a scene. The only confrontation happened in the private room with a closed door. No one else in the, no one else in the waiting room saw it. None of the other employees saw it. No one saw it. It was only the nurse, the doctor and myself. That's it. Like, and that was the appropriate thing to do. I wasn't freaking in the lobby causing like yelling at people. No, I'm not going to do that. Like I actually, I do have class and respect for people. Like I'll do it behind the closed door though, because that's the proper way to do it. Anyways. So as I'm getting my blood work, the doctor comes over. is like, you have my phone number and maybe we can talk about Taylor Swift next time. So whatever. I like chuckled a little bit. I said, okay, doctor. Then he calls me. He's like, I want to make sure that you knew that I gave you my actual phone number and not a fake phone number. And I also wanted to go over your like blood results. And that's when he told me that like my blood result came back perfectly. I was telling you about this, like really high. I was like at a 2.6 when they want people to be like at a 1.0 in their hormone levels, whatever. And he was like, yeah, like you. Okay. And then this is, this is where I got my medication instructions in Clara and at the very bottom in parentheses, it says, if you need to have more than 10 days worth of medication, you will have to call your pharmacy to get a refill. I about flipped my shit. I flipped my shit because no one once told me that I might have to pay for extra medication. No one once told me that I might need more than 10 days worth of medication. And I just spent thousands of dollars on this medication again because I'm paying cash and I have saved up for this thousands of dollars here. This is not just chump change. This is my hard earned money that I work for, that I'm going to be a single mom, that I'm going to have a mortgage of my own. I'm a one income person, a one income family, right? So I flipped my shit. I message I messaged Clara and I said I need to speak to the office manager right now so she calls me and I said her name I said what is this never once did anybody in my consultation with the doctor in any of my appointments with the doctor no one ever once told me that I might have to order a refill until after I've already paid for it isn't that convenient Like, I was so pissed because it's like, again, you're withholding information from me. All of this should have been talked about in my freaking consultation. All of this should have been laid out when the billing department sent me all of the information of the breakdown of the cost. But guess what? It wasn't. It wasn't until I've already paid. It wasn't until it was too late. This is why I think you're being shady with me and why I'm getting so upset. Okay? That, that should have been up front, the ultrasound and the blood work, $600 or ultrasound and blood work that could be covered or, and the freaking, you might need a refill. Okay. So then I talked to the lead doctor about this when I'm getting my ultrasound, when I've already confronted him about everything else that I'm upset about. And I said to him, and what is this about? If I need more than 10 days of medication, I'm going to have to pay for a refill. Uh, What do you mean? That could be an additional thousands of dollars that I would have to pay for when I was not 
saving for that. I was not expecting that. You're throwing this to me like at a curveball. He goes, well, we told you that your medication could be between this much and up to $4,000. And I said, yes, but see, I got it for less than the, than what they quoted me for. No, he said my medication could be anywhere between $3,000 and $6,000. That's what I was told at the consultation. I was like, okay, great, whatever. So I got my medication for less than $3,000. And so I was like, heck yes, this is awesome. I'm going to save even more money. But then now when I find out that I might have to pay for a refill and I might have to pay like less than, you know what I mean? Like for it twice, I was heated. And he goes, well, we told you this. And I was like, yeah, I know you told me this, but you, you never told me that I might have to pay double for my medication. I wasn't expecting to pay double, right? <sighs> so <laughs> he was like, okay. He goes, Jenna. Do you know that there's like a 0.001% chance that you're going to have to have more than 10 days of medication? I said, and again, what is your point? And I said, and you know what? The fact that I might need a refill medication could have been the deciding factor of whether I wanted to do this or not. And now I feel like you've taken my choices away from me, which is another thing that I hate. Do not force me into doing something. You have to let me think for myself and make my own decision. Okay. I said, so now I feel like that I'm forced into doing this because I've already paid for the down. I've already paid for my egg freezing and I've already paid. I've already, I'm already thousands of dollars in. And now you're telling me that I might have to pay more thousands of dollars without telling me up front. I said, this is not fair. This is not right. And this is not just your office was not upfront with how much it was going to cost. So then, um, okay. So then Okay, sorry, I just needed to like catch my breath because as you can tell, I'm like really upset and, and heated and passionate about what I'm talking about. So he goes, he goes, I can't believe Jenna that you would consider not doing this for a 0.001% chance that you might have to go over 10 days. I said, yes, doctor, I would because I don't have infertility issues. I said, I am not infertile. I am doing this as a luxury I'm doing this as an insurance policy so in a few years, I can have a child on my own. I'm not doing this because my husband and I have been trying to have a child for 10 years and we're so desperate. No. I said, I'm not desperate for a child. I would probably be fine if I didn't have one, but I want one. See, with me, it's a want. It's not a need. Okay? And that's where I feel like the fertility industry takes advantage of people and takes advantage of couples and just charges them whatever they want because these couples are so desperate to have a child that they'll pay whatever it takes without asking questions, without asking, wait a minute, what is this charge? Wait a minute, what is this? Nope, they're just going to take out a $500,000 loan and say, okay, here's all my money and then be in debt for years to pay it off without even knowing where their money's going. That's just not me. So I told him that I said, because I'm not desperate. And I said, I feel like the infertility in industry is a scam. I said, because when I first started probing the clinic and asking them questions about the insurance, do you know what the office manager said to me? She said to me, Jenna, no one has ever asked these questions before. And I said, and so I really started to think about that because it really intrigued me when she said that. And I said, huh, well, I'm definitely not the first one to think. I'm just the first one who's brave enough to say anything. And I said, and I'm not desperate. I said, the, for the this clinic and these fertility clinics are so used to dealing with couples who are desperate for a child. They'll do anything. That's why they're sitting in your office. I'm not desperate for a child. Again, this is an insurance policy. This is a luxury. I might not ever use these eggs. So yes, over a 0.001% 
chance that I might need to go over 10 days, yes, that would cause me to change my mind. And guess what, people? I did have to go over the 10 days. So I was that 0.001%. So back in the room with the doctor, the nurse, and myself, and we're doing the ultrasounds. And this is when I'm just like throwing all of my issues on him, right? And we're going back to the the conversation about, well, Jenna, would you really not do it for a 0.001% chance? And I was like, yeah, maybe. But again, you've taken that option away from me. And he goes, he goes, okay, if you have to go over 10 days, I'll buy it for you. And I was like, great, perfect. Like, thank you for finally stepping up and like giving me a little bit of what I want. Right. And taking some responsibility. He goes, here's my number. Um, just let me know if you need it. He's like, we have some here at the office that I can just give to you. And it was so crazy. Oh, and he goes, well, if it's really good, this is what he really said. He goes, well, if it's really going to put you out that much, we'll just pay for you if you have to go over 10 days. I'm thinking you bastard. I'm sorry. I'm going to make this explicit. I was just thinking you bastard. Like, are you serious? Like if it's going to put me out, like, come on, dude. Like, I know it sounds like I didn't have any class. But I did have class when I was speaking with him. But I feel like he just came at me like with an air, being arrogant and egotistical. I just was like, but I didn't say anything. I just said, okay, good, good. So he gave me his number, whatever. Okay, so one of the medications that you have to take is called Menopure. It's the one that you take in the morning time. And I believe the Menopure is supposed to stimulate like your ovaries. So more than like just a few eggs will be released, right? The one that you take at night, which I took gonal, I think is the name of it. That's the one that's supposed to stimulate the growth of the eggs. But I think the Minipure is supposed to stimulate like more eggs to be released from your reserve, right? And that's the one, the Minipure is the one where it comes in the vials and you have to like play doctor and you have to like mix it yourself and put it into the syringe yourself and inject it into yourself or mine, the gonal, the one I took at nighttime, it was already ready to go in the pen. It was really easy. You just clicked it to the like amount that you need and then you just inject yourself with it. So when I first got my prescription, the doctor's office, the clinic only prescribed me 10 or only prescribed um, a quantity of 10 Menopure for me. And they were incorrect. I really needed 20 because I took 150 milliliters, not just 75 milliliters. So I needed two vials every day. So it's like two things of Menopure to one thing of the sodium chloride. Because you need something to like dilute it, right? Or to make it a liquid because the Menopure comes in like a, like a tablet. And so it gets diluted with the liquid. Okay, so it gets diluted with the liquid. Okay, the point of the story is that the clinic messed up in how much they prescribed me of the Menopure. They only prescribed me a quantity of 10, but because I take two a day, that only lasted me five days. And I was on the medication, well, for 11 days, but we didn't know I needed to go an 11th day at this time. And so I went, I text doctor, the doctor, and I was like, hey, uh, I need a refill on my meds. Here you go. Give like, basically, I need more medication. And you told me that you were going to pay for it. So I'm just following up with this and trying to figure out how are we going to make this work? Are you ordering? Like, how are we going to do this? And then he calls me and he's like, I'm going to need to investigate in this. How do you need more already? And I was like, well, because your doctor's office messed up and only prescribed me a quantity of, you know, 10 when I really needed a quantity of 20. 
whatever. So there's also this discount program that you ladies can um, sign up for to get 50% off. Wait, no, to get... to get 20% off of the Menapure, it's called Heart Tomorrow. It's like a scholarship program, basically. But you have to have a minimum of 20, quantity 20. So I originally applied for that discount, but I didn't get the discount because my doctor's office only prescribed me a quantity of 10. So my doctor, he was able to call the pharmacy. He was able to call the, the Menapure rep. He was able to speak with people. So when I had to go and repay for another quantity of 10 because they they only submitted a quantity of 10 when they should have done 20. I was able to get that 20% off discount. So in the end, I did have to spend a little bit more to get the original quantity that I was supposed to have. So, okay, so we're coming up to like day eight, day nine. And at this point, you have to go in every day for a blood work ultrasound or just one of the two or both, right? And he's like, you know what? I think we need to go one more day. And I said, okay, that's day 11. And he was like, yep, the nurse will get you some more medication. Dr. So-and-so said that we would provide Jenna with any extra medication that she needed. And so I am just so thankful that I brought this up to the doctor and I said something because I didn't have to pay for day 11 medication. And like, I don't know if I could have just paid for one more day of meds because the way that they shipped me the Menipure, it was like in a package of five each. So they gave me like two packages or two boxes, which contained five each. And I'm like, I would have been freaking pissed if I would have had to pay for like five boxes because the Menipure, I think, was one of the more expensive, um, um, more expensive medications. It was like... (sighs) over a thousand dollars for me to get 20 uh for me to get 20 vials for just to 10 days I think it was like fifteen hundred dollars or something like that so yeah so I don't know how that would have happened but anyways they ended up keeping their word they ended up giving me one more day's worth of medication and of course I would have been the one in the 0.001 percent chance right that I would need to go over the 10 days but I'm just really glad that I brought that up to him because I would have been out even more money Um, so we do that and then now it's time for the retrieval, which I'll talk about the retrieval, like the day of, you know, preparing for the retrieval and after the retrieval, because it's like kind of funny, my story behind it, like what happened actually on the day of the retrieval is kind of funny, but you know, that's my, that has been my IVF journey. It's just been like fighting back and forth with insurance, fighting back and forth with the clinic. And, you know, I am like a week yesterday is yesterday the day that uh, yesterday from the day that I'm recording this was is like a week um post retrieval and you know I'm doing good and I'll tell you all about it but yeah so then you know I took the menopure I took the gonal and then like um for the trigger shots you know the needles are not that scary like I was never afraid oh and let me let me backtrack a minute so <laughs> So remember I was telling you how the class, the teaching of the medication like was not helpful at all. And then how they did like the one-on-one sit down with me of the medication and that wasn't helpful. I finally just watched a YouTube video and that was what was helpful. Yeah. So in the morning you have to take them 12 hours apart. So I just did 7 a.m., 7 p.m. And that was freaking brutal. Like I work from home. Okay. 
depending on the season of life that I'm in, I'm not necessarily an early riser. I would prefer to sleep in and like not wake up till like 12 and then be like really productive for like five hours and then like end my day. That, to be honest, like that's how I work best. So when I'm having to get up like 6.55 every morning to like mix the medication to inject myself, it's like it was so exhausting and I was so tired. Like I was so, so tired Um, just from like the constant appointments. And then not only would I have to get up to inject myself, I would have to hurry to get ready to go to the ultrasound and the blood work, which the clinic is like 30 minutes from my house. So Um, yeah, it was just a lot, but it was actually like kind of fun mixing up the medication and giving myself the shot. Like I just felt like really brave and really proud of myself and really like, Hey, you can do this, Jenna. Like you got it. And I loved like preparing all of like setting everything out the day before and getting everything ready for my shots. And, and then when I like, you know, I teach dance at night and if I was hanging out with friends or whatever at night, I would just like take my night medication because it needed to be cold. So I would just put it in the little box in an ice pack, just take it with me and then just inject myself like in the parking lot. I was over at Trisha's house and I was like, Hey, I need to go take my shot. And I literally just do it on my car. Just like lift my shirt up and like give myself my shot. And I come back in. She's like, did you just give yourself your shot in my driveway? And I was like, yeah. She was like, (laughs) and she was just laughing at me. I was like, it's just like so casual now because I've been doing it for so long and I don't care if anybody sees me do it. I was doing it in the parking lot, the dance studio. Like it's not that big of a deal, you know, it's not like I'm mixing any medication. Not with that one. It's already in the pen. So, um, I didn't, the only like bad side effect that I got was seriously bloating and cramping. Like the amount of cramping that I had leading up to it was so bad. And then I'll have to tell you about the cramping afterwards. Holy cow. Um, so it was like super bloated, but I, my body now, like, you know, a week later, I am like, my stomach has gone back to normal size and I started back on my probiotic again. And that has really helped, I think with the bloating. Um, cause I think I naturally like and bloated more often than I'm not when I'm not on the probiotic. So I got back on my probiotic and um, that helps that like regulates my body too to go to the bathroom. But I'm feeling like really good back to my normal self. I think the procedure went well. Um, I don't know how many eggs I have still like they haven't told me which kind of annoys me. And I'll give you a follow up to that because I'm going to be reaching out to them this week. So in the next episode, when I talk about the actual retrieval, I will give you an update to like where like not obviously how many eggs I have, but hopefully they're able to give me some kind of information because I asked them multiple times and I said, okay, so when are you going to tell me how many eggs I have? And my doctor was like, yeah, I don't really know how that process works. (laughs) I'm just thinking you're the doctor. You're supposed to know everything about your clinic. Now, I know you're not the doctor that owns the clinic, but that's what I kind of found is like my doctor, he was just like the secondhand doctor. Like he didn't, I think he was probably good at his job. And I know that they have like a high success rate. This clinic in general has a high success rate and they're freaking busy. Oh my gosh. It's crazy how many like couples were there and how many women were there. But he's just like, yeah, I don't really know how the process works once I take them out. And I'm like, dude, don't you think you should know how the process works? I mean, maybe not. As a hairstylist, custom clients would ask that like they think I would know the answer to. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I should know the answer to that, but I just don't. So like, I get it. And I'm like a fair person and I'm a kind person, but don't mess with my money because you're going it, to, it's not going to go well for you. And when I was telling Trish this story about uh, what the doctor said about you, like you're coming in here, like placing your dominance on me. 
Trish goes, uh, does he know who he's talking to? And I was like, um, obviously not. Like, she knows I'm not going to back down from a fight. She knows that I'm going to fight for what's right and what's fair and what's just. And I just believe that the way that they treated me was not fair and it wasn't just. So, but like, I already paid all the money. And it's like, so I got to go through with it. And I still wanted to go through with it. And, you know, I'm still hopeful that I will get a baby out of this. And there's just, there's like a lot of factors into getting pregnant. Like, you know, not only does the embryo have to be created, but the embryo has to implant itself in the uterine lining. And sometimes when the women's uterine lining is too thin, the egg can't implant. So it's just like, it has to be like the perfect storm. So, and the egg has to be healthy. The sperm has to be healthy. The sperm has to freaking get to the egg. Like there, there's, there's this other procedure that I was researching that's called IUI and it's basically where they inject the sperm close to the fallopian tube the entering of the fallopian tube or like close to the uh, like the fallopian tube is like connected to the uterus right so they basically take a needle and they go inside of the vagina and they inject the sperm close to where the egg is so the sperm doesn't have to travel very far and that I was looking up that's another way that you can do like artificial insemination right besides IVF you can do the IUI and it's like 300 to a thousand dollars but they said that the the it's only a two percent chance that it's going to actually work and I'm thinking who's going to spend money on a two percent chance I just think go through IVF like if you want to have a baby and you're struggling go through IVF but you know yeah. Anyways, I just saw a 2% chance for IUI. Why do they even do that? And I don't know. It seems like it would be successful because the sperm wouldn't have as far, like as far to travel. So it wouldn't like die as easily. I'm assuming that's why if it's not a strong swimmer, but anyways, so I'm out of breath because I just came back from seeing my friend who, who was helping me edit some of my music for dance class. But anyways, um, I think that that's all I, I, the, you know, the shots ended up going well. Of course there was the issues with medication, but like, when is there, when is, when is anything perfect? Belly just on the bottom part. Cause they want you to choose, they want you to use the whole belly button, you know, uh, per shot per area. Um, yeah, everything went fine. Uh, I got to figure out where I'm going to dispose of the needles. And I think I'm just going to go to like the local fire station and eventually get rid of them. Um, yeah, the needles are not big at all. They're pretty small. Now the trigger shot needle was was bigger, but you just got to do it. It's not that bad, honestly. Oh, and you know what I want to say, which I think, I don't know if I mentioned Paris Hilton in the last episode. So if I did, please forgive me, but I was watching Paris in Love, which is a series that she has on Peacock. And I actually like really love watching it. I, 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 she's like very entertaining to me. And of course, like who doesn't want to see her closet, right? And all her shiny and specs, shiny and expensive things. And I love shiny and expensive things. But she went through obviously the IVF process. Um, that's how she has her Phoenix and, and, uh, London, right? Yes. And, um, and it was funny because the camera, like she showed herself on camera, like giving herself the shots. And I remember she would be like, oh, it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. And I remember it was like around, I was watching around the time that I started going to the IVF journey, right? I started talking to the insurances and whatever. And 
I have to say like watching her do it really empowered me to be able to want to do it too because she even said in her show she's like you know if I would have never met Carter I was planning on just doing it on my own and I'm like that's right girl you go and like that's where I'm that's the journey that I'm in right now and so just seeing her talk about it and seeing her being so open about it and seeing how she was like yeah I was just going to do it on my own like using a sperm donor or whatever and she went through two like IVF cycles because she really wanted a girl and she said she kept she had like a whole football team of boys right but she wanted some girl embryos and so they were able to get girls and that's how she has her daughter London but it was just really inspiring to watch Paris Hilton go through it because she's like yeah I don't know I just thought it was really encouraging and And I have to say, sometimes the shots hurt and sometimes they didn't. I think it just really depends. Um, And I can't tell you like why it hurts sometimes and why it didn't hurt sometimes. But for me, I don't think the shots hurt me as bad as they hurt Paris, at least the way that she was making it sound on her show. But we all have different like reactions and we all have different pain tolerances and whatever. But you guys can do it. You're brave. If anybody is walking through this right now, email me, reach out to me. I'd love to hear your story and know that I'm here to support you. So thanks for listening to this. Basically, it was just a long rant, but I had to share with you my experience because if anybody else has gone through hell, I'm right there with you. And I hope not. Like, I hope other people's experiences were like fabulous. That just wasn't mine. So it's okay. We all go through trials and you know, we all learn from the experience. And my biggest takeaway is like, ask the questions. Don't just give your money away. Know where your money is going. Question why? Why am I being charged for this? Why am I doing this? Da, 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 da. Like they took my freedom of way of, of really deciding because of the throwing on the extra like costs that I didn't know about until I already paid. So I'm really glad that I fought, fought for myself and I stood up for myself and I'm getting some of my money back. So that was good. Uh, make sure you ask the questions. Like, don't feel bad and be the only one. Like, I was kind of proud of myself when the office manager said, uh, Jenna, you're the only one who's ever asked us this question. And I was like, yeah, it's because I'm not desperate for a baby. So I'm going to want to know where my money is freaking going. And that's also why I think it's just such a scam because these people can just charge whatever they want and people are just going to pay it without even questioning. Question everything. Well, that is all I have for you on this episode of A Conversation with Jenna. But remember, the conversation doesn't have to end here. If you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions, you can email me at aconversationwithjenna at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you, but I can't promise to respond to every email. Also, please rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen on. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk with you next time. Bye.